All right, PKN, episode 65. You know, Taylor said he might make one of these. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in the chat today, or in the text. We'll uh, see. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, I've always <laughs> been here. Uh, <coughs> That'll be good. Yeah, it'd um, be nice to work, man. Me and him and uh, Chiz played a ton of zombies the other night, and it was just awful. I gotta say, so two big games have come out, Fallout and Call of Duty. Three. Battlefront, Battlefront Star Wars dropped, I think. Yeah, that's today. I should or midnight last night, I think. I, I, I'm going to get on that. Um, but the two big that I've had to have some experience with, I, I'm absolutely in love with Fallout. <clears throat> I feel like I could put. I've got how many hours did I say? It's a day and 14 hours or 15 hours, something like that. So like 30, uh, yeah, like 30 something hours, 31, 32 hours. I'm still in love with it and could play another 30 for sure. Like I, I like even right now I'm wanting to like delve deeper into the regions I'm exploring and get more cool stuff and collect it and get stronger and bigger and faster. <clears throat> but Call of Duty, which used to do that for me with the ranking up and getting to level 55 or 65, whatever it may be, depending on the, the, the game. I'm not feeling that at all. Have you played I, the I'm campaign? Not, I've, I haven't played enough of it to give like a reviewer's sort of opinion on it, but from what I did play, it's a standard Call of Duty campaign. A, I enjoy those. I'm I mean, excited about the COD campaigns. A lot of people think that I have bad taste in video games because I enjoy COD campaigns. You know, it's on rails, etc. But um, I, I don't know. To me, the COD campaigns are almost exactly what I want from a video game. I don't... I, I've since played Minecraft a lot and learned to play games that aren't on rails. But... I still enjoy a good on rails game. I like Portal is one of my favorite games ever, and that thing is totally on rails. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it totally is. I I felt like, I mean, there's a point early in the campaign where you're like, all right, we're gonna kill all these bad guys on the bridge, and then go over the bridge, and then we'll evac. And it's mm -hmm. like, and, and you kill all the guys, and then like more bad guys come, and they're like, oh, this isn't gonna work. Fuck it, blow the bridge. We'll go <laughs> the other way. And in that regard, like, I, I don't know, it feels like real life to me, not like it's on rails. It feels more like an actual military mission that's planned out, of course, and you know where you're going to evacuate to. And I have a Fallout question, something I don't understand. Um, I'm not a Fallout guy. I touched it just briefly. But it seemed like in Fallout New Vegas, for example, most of the stuff all over the place was garbage. You know, like... You don't pick up every little thing you find because it's broken garbage, whatever. Mm -hmm. Something about Fallout 4, everything I read online is that like every like, oh, really? Like a desk fan, a desk fan and crumpled up tinfoil. Oh, <laughs> lucky day. Yeah. Like, why is everything so useful now? So in Fallout 3, um, there was this aspect of building custom weapons, but there were only if I remember correctly, I been, I'm more of a New Vegas guy than three. But there, I remember there was a weapon called the shish kebab. And you made it with junk you found around, and it was a cool weapon, and, and I enjoy doing that. This time, they expanded upon that exponentially. So you can build, uh, you take components from the things you find. So let's say you find a glass cup, which is the ultimate worthless item. Like, it's almost worth zero coin, and it weighs half a pound or something like that. But in this game, it's glass. So if you need glass to make a scope for your rifle then you get some of that glass from just anything that's made of glass. There's fiber optic material and certain components. All of the components that things are made out of, you get those from the junk. So a desk fan has screws in it, and you want those screws. Screws are very rare in the wasteland, and you need screws to build anything. So with the components, with the junk, you're building everything from settlement items, like an artillery piece that you can put there and then throw in smoke grenades so you can rain artillery down on bad guys later to like a new scope for your pistol huh that makes sense yeah just useful again somebody was telling me that grand theft auto 5 had a half a billion dollars in development costs and i mean look i heard it on team speak from a person who played it so i don't know what better source you could ask for yeah but like that sounds i remember hearing a number a, that was like a couple a couple hundred million and thinking like that's like a blockbuster movie yeah like 500 million that is a lot. Uh, I GTA could all... 5 development. Oh, well, okay. So on this thing, I just Googled it real quick, and they say $265 million. So, you know, $265 million. The sales hit a billion. I don't know what percentage of that sales the developer keeps. I mean, I know GameStop gets a piece or Microsoft or whatever. And the distributors. It's, yeah. Like yeah. Products. All the way down the line. But it, it seems like if the sales hit a billion, they're 
probably a good bit past that now, billion and a half, and they made money on it. But I wonder what Fallout 4 costs to make. Because it's another game that strikes me as really deep and broad, and, and you know, they put a lot of money into I guess. It, it, it has some areas that I find it to be lacking in. Okay. Um, and everybody's, everybody's complaining about the di- First of all, I will say, the dialogue, it, it probably cost a lot just to script all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I read somewhere about how long the script was for Fallout, and it was, it was enormous. Um, I, I, I love it. It has some areas that it could be better in and some things that I, I wish weren't the way they were. But it really is a solid, like, 8 out of 10, I feel like. Like, a legitimate 8 out of 10, not the 8 out of 10 that, you know, video game magazines just sell to people these days. Um, it's almost a perfect game. I love it. Uh, but, yeah, I would imagine it was expensive to build. The, the graphics are just... The graphics aren't as good as I would like because I'm playing on a fucking console. Uh, well, so. PC people have said... Have had similar complaints. I guess the basic thing is on PC they say the graphics are good, but a game like Fallout is one where you might expect graphics to break new ground, and they didn't. Bethesda games are all like that, though. Like remember the I don't know, like the horses and like um, Skyrim and yeah, Oblivion. They, they're I, just they were so great. Like, they like go off mountains and stuff. And they like, could climb really anything. Glitchy. Like like yeah, the horses could go up places that I could never walk. No, you you need you could mountain climb up maybe, yes. but they would just kind of gallop straight up a wall. Uh, there are little things like right. that 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 are annoying at times, but uh, on the whole, I feel like it's it's a great great game. Uh, and and there will be mods for the there'll be I'm sure there will be texture mods and uh, for the for the PC. I know that some of the mods are going to go to console too, but I think those are the mods that are going to be like an additional weapon, additional armor. Uh, you know, little bug fixes and stuff like that. I don't think they're going to get the... I know they're not going to get the mods that the PC community will have for for uh, revamping the look of the game because the, 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 the Xbox One PS4 just can't handle it. They're barely handling what they've got. Like, I, I, I lose a lot of frames when I'm in, like, an urban environment in a big gunfight. You can tell I'm losing frame You know, rate. I... This is the sort of thing a console plebe would say, so forgive me, purists, but I remember... Frames would drop during some of the most awesome things. Like, uh, I don't know, when you beat the last character in Borderlands 1, you know, it explodes with loot in the air and, and frames would drop. And I grew to associate dropped frames with kind of a reward. Like, like it dropped frames. You were, can't even handle what I just did. I, I didn't even think of them as dropped frames. Just like the sound goes crazy, the thing starts blinking, and things shoot off. And like it was never the giant celebration things were either quick time or like better yet, just drop frames, you know, jumpy. And I uh, yeah, and, and when I saw that, it was like. I don't know. It it just I guess Pavlonian triggered some sort of reward system. Like you just did something yeah. incredible. You know, like it, it, it. Here's the thing you don't I, see. I know exactly what you mean, but I I would rather have my frames and, and be like, look how smooth that is as a, as eight mini nukes go off at once and all those super mutants go flying and that whole building collapses. Or I'm, whatever. I'm with you. I think the 2015 me would see that as a would see drop frames as a problem. But, dude, like 2012 me totally would get psyched yeah. about drop frames. I would think they'd be pretty cool. So, um, it, It's a game that's got tons of replay. I'm going to be playing that a lot. But like you said, Battlefront just came out. And while I haven't played it at all, never played a game from that series or even a Star Wars game because I, I never thought that... If, the reason I didn't is because there's lightsabers in Star Wars. And I thought, like, there's no way you're ever going to get a, a legitimate sword fight correct w- on a video game. I've never seen it. Like, mm-hmm. I... I've played lots of games that are like that have shields and swords, and it's it's rare that one of them feels natural or normal. But I'm definitely excited for Battlefront. Uh, I think I'm gonna pick it up. I know Taylor's gonna pick it up. Chiz probably will too. Uh, I I think we should do some PK plays honestly on that. I feel like that's a game that's really conducive to that. Like that mission on Hoth, where you have to defend against the overwhelming odds. That'd be a great PK plays. I feel like. Um, Maybe I I'd, I'm thinking of a whole playthrough on the COD campaign, but I don't know what. There's another balance. What does the world want to see? But that's yeah. something that I'm particularly interested in. I would be I would definitely like to do a live stream of that because I, oh. I don't know what you're gonna do with all that video content, you know? Because it's hours and hours, like five hours minimum, right? You like, might be right. You might. And, be and right. when you add 
it's five hours minimum for sure because I feel and I don't know how many co-op it is if it's just two I'd be I'd be willing to do it with you if you want or if it's four and we get all the guys going mm. but um, but Battlefront's definitely one where we could all go zombies is another one where we can all go um, I don't I told you the zombies story from last night but I guess I'll tell the the audience out there so the new zombies map requires a lot of running around, turning things on, mutating into a beast, jumping up in places, repelling, electrifying boxes, smashing open crates to access hidden items, assembling various items into a ritual, performing the ritual, hiding from the witches, doing this four times repeatedly, and then assembling all the slugs that you get from each ritual in a hidden portal that you then open into a never realm after you fight a couple three-headed monsters. Then you get your pack-a-punch, your juggernaut, your speed cola, all that shit. It takes a while. Even though we've done it a few times now, it takes at least 30 minutes to like actually, all right, now we're playing zombies. Maybe more. Maybe that's a real conservative estimate. It, it, it could take an hour. The first time it definitely took an hour, and we failed multiple tries. So last night we get on. Meech is Taylor and Taylor's girlfriend, who's very good, better than me. And we got everything going, and it was wonderful. We, got, we were like round 15, 16, now we're cruising, now we're having fun. And the whole game just drops. We lost all of that progress. Everything was over. We, had, we would have to start completely over again from scratch, and it was like 2 in the morning. So I was just like, you know, that really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And Taylor's like, well, let's play some multiplayer and get it out of our system. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll, <laughs> let's, let's, let's take a real ass stomping. That, that'll be great. I, I was telling him it... it when we get on and suck at Call of Duty, it, it must be like what Bruce Jenner is going to feel like. I imagine if Bruce Jenner got challenged to a foot race today and like, <laughs> and like, like some guy just kicks it. That's what it feels like. I feel, I feel like we used to be good at this thing and we're not anymore and it's sad. And uh, we did okay last night. We won some games. Uh, I had a three. I, I went 15 and five one time, which was my best game of the night, I think. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it, we're just, we, all three of us are not very good. Um, we really struggled. I'm having a hard time enjoying Call of Duty, and I've tried on multiple occasions. I think the thing I really like about it is that we're all playing together, and that's what I'm, that's what's making it fun. You could take Call of Duty out and insert any other game. It could, we could be playing Battlefield 3, and I think I would be having the same amount of fun. So Valve, in like 2012-ish, I'll say, maybe it was 13, said they were not going to make any more single-player games. They were just done. They, that, they thought single-player games were dead. I think they were looking at like the success of say Black Ops One or Modern Warfare. I think Modern Warfare Three is actually the highest selling copy ever. I just looked at it recently. Good, good. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because it, it's not the most loved. I don't think. But uh, uh, anyway, Valve said no more multiplayer games. I don't know if they stuck to it. But as I look at the landscape right now, things like Fallout Three, Skyrim. Uh, I can't name too many. The other Fallout's like New Vegas and stuff. The Witcher. Okay. Uh, it seems like there's a place for single-player games, for sure. <laughs> but on the other hand, I mean, God, they have to be like movie productions. Yeah, I I, I feel like it, you're gonna. You, I feel like it's hard to make a good game cheaply these days if you're a major studio and you're making like a, a what do they call it an, an A game, a class. What are they? Triple A, the, I think. Triple A title. Yeah, yeah, that's what they'd say. Um, and meanwhile, you got games on from indie developers on the PC and on. Sorry, you got games like uh, like that bomb defusal game, which I'm down to play. But oh. the only way the only way I'll play that bomb defusal game is if there is a day of practice. <laughs> I want a day of because because I'm gonna have to get a notepad out. I'm gonna have to have shortcuts. There's gonna be highlighter involved. I don't want to be the guy who just who describes the bomb. I don't think I was gonna. I don't know. I, I, that's where I was headed. I think I see myself as the middle guy, but I don't know if I should be. I feel like um, among the PKA people. I think Chiz is the best at video games. Um, <coughs> I want to believe that there's a game or two that I might be better, but I don't really have any evidence to support that. <laughs> you know, it seems we're like matched, it, we're matched pretty evenly in COD. I, I felt like last night we we we. Now I'll, I'll say earlier you said like you know the addition of Chiz was a big. Oh, it was help. definitely beneficial. Like it uh -huh. helped us. But but you know he didn't up on the other team every now and then, and I took care of him. You know, we, 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 you know, he'd get half of them and I'd get half of them. We ran into each other. Yeah, yeah. And I also feel like I was, I was as good as Chiz in COD, um, but I'm yeah, probably not now. We've put so much time in COD that there's just kind of like a, there's still some muscle memory there and there's just the basic, 
I, I look at a map and I can see where to go. Like, oh, I don't, I'm not going right through the middle. Let's stay out here to the edge. Right. And you'd take, maybe you know not to sprint around corners and a couple other things. And, and they've done their best to take all the head glitching out of the out of the game. But there's still spots where if you you know back up down a ramp and then pop up just right, you can find an advantageous spot. But regardless, yeah, Chiz is really good. What what do you think he should be the 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 all right, I got I got four different puzzles. I got uh, a sign on the side. Is he that guy or is that you? I don't know. I see myself as I the central guy. I don't know why. I, I I I will say it seems like most of the like leadership or organizational task, I think that often comes to me, you know, like I I do the payroll and or whatever. I don't know if that translates to video games at all. Um Well, you've I, also got to be the one who like um, manipulates the box in every way. So I, you are the only one whose like hand-eye coordination even matters. You've got to be like, click, 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 That's click, true click, too. Click. But I, I don't know that it's a hand-eye coordination game. I think that part of it is one place where Chiz might not excel is in the relationship dynamic, right? Like I've known him for years now. He's never made a mistake, you know, or, or at least never copped to one. <laughs> uh you know, like things, it takes a happy team to enjoy this thing together. And I feel like if you put him in the middle of it, he's going to be cursing you out for your incompetence and stuff. And it would be a lot like wings being in the middle. Oh, it's true. <laughs> that's that's it would be like that. Well, in any case, what's it called? Because I'm sure there are listeners like, what do you mean bomb defusal game? It's called keep talking uh, before keep, you explode. Or? Keep talking and nobody explodes. Something like that. Yeah, and, and the premise is like one person is manipulating a briefcase bomb and the bomb is covered with these little mini game, mini puzzles all over it. They have to be defused in a certain way. And you describe those issues to your bomb defusal guys aud uh, over audio. They can't visually see the bomb or that'd be cheating. And just by you describing what the issue is, they go through like, not a book, of course. Like a defusal but manual. There's an online HTML manual on how to beat stuff. So I might say, okay, it's a puzzle. The starting block is here. The, uh, the obstacle one is here and obstacle two is there. And the video we watched, these people had a language. Like, so the, there's kind of a grid and they're like, all right, I'm starting at five, three. There's a red thing at five, two, and there's a green thing at nine, six. Yeah. And then meaning five rows to the right and three rows down. That's where I'm starting. And yeah, there were, but there were and multiple. He'd lay this out. So I'm sorry to cut you off. And then nah, I, I get, I haven't played the game, but it would seem like Kyle would go and find the solution to what I just described to him. So while he's finding out that solution, I'm describing another game to someone else. And then I get Kyle's answer. And then I get that other person's answer, you know, and whatever. Because time's ticking down. Time We've is got, ticking down. In the video we saw, they had five minutes. I don't know if that's standard, but they seem to be playing on. If that wasn't as difficult as it gets, I would hate to see something harder because the, the briefcase was completely covered in puzzles. There were like 12 puzzles uh, on the case. I, I Plus, want to say I, they described their level and it was something like crazy hardcore or something mm -hmm. like that. Like I, I think they beat the top. They seemed perfect to me. Like there was everything they did was right. I don't see not a how lot of he, wasted time. No, I, I mean, I, you could, you they did it 10 seconds off maybe, but I don't know how uh, you'd get much more than that. Cause they, they did it with 0.7 seconds to, yep. to 0.7 seconds of a second yep. is all that was left. And, and, and I don't see how they could have had much more time than that to spare. They were very, very not good. much more. Like, I think there were seconds there because there was one time when he was like, the guy was like, Oh, I thought I was on this. And there was just a little confusion, but it right. seemed like there was no, like, silence where they're like oh well all right get it done he was and, like, he immediately just moves to the next person all right well diana you've got it then let me go to you and i'll go back to charles or whatever their names were yep yep and the guy in the middle handled all this stress and troubleshooting like i would aspire to right he was yeah. great there was you know people were he never got mad at anyone he was just sort of like everything worked out great and uh but so I would like to practice that if we're mm -hmm. going to do it, if we're, we wanted to take that on. I feel like that would be really conducive to, to good video because I feel, they're short, right? Five minutes, it seems. Oh, well, I've seen hour-long videos, so I don't know if they had more time or did more. Yeah, I, I assume even those watch were them. Like multiple attempts, like them just trying to, to climb the mountain over and over and failing. Um, That's a good assumption. In any case, I, there's definitely a five-minute game that we could play. And it'd be fun to do. I'd like to. I feel like after an hour or even a whole day of playing the thing, that we those those HTML files or whatever they are. I want to print that out first of all. It'd be great if you had that in front of you on like a lectern type deal. It's right in front of you with like 
regions highlighted and bolded and underlined so that you're not reading any bullshit. Maybe edit the document a little to make it even more usable. I have a news update, totally unrelated. That's... Did you know Chiz was moving home? Yep. You knew? When did you yep. learn? Um, I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to say. Uh, <laughs> several days ago. Uh, I found out yesterday. I know. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, the way he explained it to me is, you know, he loves the family and you know, we were very good to him and such, but uh, he wants to be home with his father and he hated the physical labor. Yep, that's that's pretty much what I got as well. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm a secret keeper, so he wanted to to like tell you first or whatever, and uh, and you know he kept I I think what happened was like something would happen on Woodycraft or something in your personal life that kind of bum you out for the day, and he'd be like, ah, oh, well I don't want to pile this on top of that, you know, let's wait until <laughs> tomorrow and he'll be having a better day, and then tomorrow will come around and then ah, oh, well this fucking you know ball dropped and we gotta look after this thing, so like it'd been a few days that he wanted to tell you. And so me and him and Taylor had discussed all this, and he and he and me and Taylor were laughing because because like we were trying to scare him, but like oh, what he's not going to take this well, what he's not going <laughs> to like this one bit, and like me and Taylor were even talking about like, I was like Taylor, what if I tell Chiz that I have discussed this with Woody in private, and that he has contacted your Chiz's father, and they've arranged to get power of attorney over Chiz to get him back on track, like 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 we're not going to let him quit this, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. We're going to get power of attorney over Chiz <laughs> and force him to stay and work. <laughs> I, uh, I think that was very believable. <laughs> no, he's pretty uh, competent on his own. But uh, um, yeah. I so know, I, with his father's testimony and, and, and his employer as well, I feel like we could, we could you know, we could, we could maybe get have him, him declared declare, incompetent, de declared mentally incompetent <laughs> and get power of attorney over him like like Britney Spears scenario mm. and, you know, put him right back out there on the on the work side. So I don't think Chiz and I are going to be building a shop together. I don't think that's a thing. That was the original. If you don't remember, he he the pitch went like this. Woody, what if we could get this shop you're talking about for free? or even make money off of it. And I'm like, I'm listening. He's like, I will move out there and we will build it together and we'll get sponsors and all that sort of thing. And um, that was the, the idea. It, I think it's more work than he knew, you know? And, and I'm out there kind of enjoying it, right? Like I, I lost some weight, I got some sun, I'm happy. Uh, you know, like to me, things are going pretty well. But to him, like one of the things he mentioned to me was that when he finished working, he was like wiped out. Um, like, I, I don't think like you've worked out before. You know how sometimes you just really Go beat yourself up. You're not ready to like do your desk job after that. No, there's like a 9 p.m. Like if, if you get... If if you're really working out hard, like you're doing two a day, or if I just go out and like film. When I go out and film, like after that day, I'm just a special kind of exhausted where like my body's still there, but my mind isn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. He, he said, you know, he was just he was missing it, missing his chill time because he was just exhausted by the time he'd do that. And he, I don't think he was enjoying that either. And I think his back annoyed. It's been a couple sometimes. months since he's done anything. Like he's maybe worked one day in the last couple months. So I, I know. Like, like I, I don't know. <laughs> um, Jackie actually works with me more than Chiz. Um, so that's a thing. But. Uh, you know, he's ready to go home. He also wanted to, you know, see his high school friends and his dad and stuff like that. And I think yeah. he's just, uh, you know, I don't, it's a whole different thing. You know, when I was little, like getting out on your own and like I, there was a concept of being a man, which is a really fuzzy thing in general. But at least in my house, one of the things that made you a man was to sort of get out and support yourself and et cetera. Uh, I feel like that's changed now, you know, like people will stay like lefty. I don't think has many intentions of leaving home ever ish. I don't know. And I, and I'm not sure his dad wants him to leave. Like, he looked, now both of these guys have looked like they might have a little Italian blood in them. I know that's an Italian thing where, where you stay with mama and into your like thirties and forties in some cases. Uh, maybe, maybe that's part of it. No, that, it is for me too. like for, I just wanted to be away from my parents for one thing. Like, I don't want my actions to be judged on an hourly basis. You know, every time I make contact with mom and dad, them judging me in some way or like having any authority over anything I do. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't want any of that. I wanted to be on my own 
and kind of rule my own roost literally There's, and figuratively that was a big motivator for me like being on my own ruling my own roost etc the judging like you said but also there was a very dis like my father verbalized at one time he's like listen i am the king and then everyone around here their objective is to please me they're my subjects. They're my. They're his subjects. They're and, subject to my whims and wills. Yeah, and things go well for everyone if you devote your work and attention in life to pleasing me. And uh, it's I, I, in 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 my head that translated to, well, clearly I've got to get the fuck out of this situation, right? <laughs> you know, like and okay, Sergeant Dad, I'm gonna be. Uh... <laughs> I, I, the television, right? I, I, it's just TV. It's whatever. But to me, it's, uh, it's again a microcosm. What everything was like. I would watch TV, and if he wanted to, he would come in the room, take the remote from my lap, change it, and you don't have any say in that. You know, fuck you. It, it. it it's his. And he would put on shit like not that we both liked. You know, it was the news or C-SPAN. Um, he might even choose a channel. I, I'm making this part up. Designed to get me to leave the room. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, we're watching C-SPAN because I like C-SPAN. You stay in? You know, like, like not, this is all nonverbal, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I swear C-SPAN is a special kind of fuck you to an 18-year-old. It's fucking boring. Yeah. It's, 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 it's boring to political majors who like live and breathe this shit. Like nobody likes C-SPAN. I yeah. hate that. He's watching the votes come in on a bill that no one even knows what it is. Yeah, some bullshit bill that, bill that means nothing. So it's not yeah. even like a, a major landmark bill or anything. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, we all had televisions. Like everybody had their own. But there was the one in the living room, and those days, like, not every television had access to cable or satellite. And we had satellite because cable doesn't run out to where we lived. So, like, there was only two televisions in the house that, 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 that had, like, the satellite signal. So you got all the channels, you know. I had a similar type setup. Yeah, I think ours had a decoder box. So there were, like, basic, like, 13 basic channels around the house, but the living room had them all. Yeah, that was the difference. And the living, living room has HBO, all the good stuff. So mm -hmm. I, it was the same thing, you know. I, I think me and my dad, would, would we would always watch this. I was using the Navigator. I would, I'd be like, give me that thing. I, I've got, you know, I've got my own personal guide where I, like, weeded out all the bullshit channels. Like, me and my dad aren't going to watch anything on Lifetime Network. We're not going to watch the cooking channel. So I got my own, like, 30 channels. I'd flip through those. Like, hey, what do you think about Modern Marvels? You want to see how they make aluminum cans? Yeah. And we'd always find something to agree on. But if my mom came in, it was like, all right, well, let me go find something else to fucking do. Gonna watch em <laughs> I can only watch Emerald Lagasse go bam and throw some spices on something for so many years before I just want to blow my head off. Um, yeah, I think Chiz has a relationship. He even he, he, he mentioned your father. He's like, I think my relationship with my father is a lot more like Kyle's relationship with his, where, you know, they're like, like it's evolved from a parent-son thing to almost a parent-son friend thing totally yeah we're buddies yeah M very much so like i i feel like when we have conversations we're on e we're on we're definitely on even like standing ground like as far as like my opinions mean just as much as his and my opinions mean as much to him as his do to me and uh i don't know we like doing fun things together that is and so not my relationship with my dad and i i want i want to hear more about yours but dude like he, my father, he said this to Hope, but it's the sort of thing he might say to me too. It is amusing to me just how uneducated you are on this, right? Like that is a disrespectful fucking thing to say, right? Like, you know, like I laugh at your stupidity, and it, you got to come back with something good for that. We well, on that one, we did. <laughs> 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 on that particular one, it like it, it, basically Jackie and I. Jackie and I were both like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And he's like, "What? I'm just saying it's funny, horseshit." You know that's disrespectful. She is hope was just being an angel. They were debating something, but she was just being perfect, respectful, you know, listening to his opinion, etc. And then he's shitting on her. And we're just like, that is not how you talk to people. And I just wanted to know how they got all those animals on the boat. Like, <laughs> and then he would reading. like try to rephrase it, rewrite recent history, like, no, I was just trying what I meant by that was horseshit. Horseshit. No one buys it. You were a disrespectful dad, like granddad. And if you want to have a relationship with your grandkids, then you can't talk to them like that. 
You know, that that is how you isolate yourself from the rest of your own family. And if that's what you want, it's what you're getting. Like, that's the kind of... He was... Yeah, I remember you telling me He that didn't one. go anywhere with that one. But it it's... Uh, it, I, I feel like... I don't, there was another one where like, I think hope was like, you know, we're not getting, I'm not getting any backup here. He's awful to me. And you know, I like, I feel unsupported and, uh, you know, I hung out with dad for a couple hours tonight. We're just sitting around talking with a couple other guys and having a few beers. And, uh, he was talking about, uh, him and my mom went to a restaurant the other night and they know the owner of the restaurant, I think, or like know him sort of, he knows them. They're not close friends or anything, but in any case, Dad gets up. He's paying. My mom's waiting by the door. I think I says, "How was your meal?" He said, "Oh, it was rough. I, I could barely, I could barely eat." It. He said, "Well, what was wrong?" He's like, "The woman over there fucking raising hell. She's over there yelling, and screaming. I couldn't enjoy my meal." And he said, "Well, who was he?" He's like, "Is that one over there standing by the door?" He said, "Isn't that your wife?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw that's where her. that was going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Mom's like, that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've got a real uh, like buddy kind of thing. Because uh, I think that I remind my dad a lot of his younger brother who died. And, and we have more of a, we, we've got a little bit of that kind of relationship going on. He'll, he'll accidentally call me his dead brother's name every now and then. I think I look a lot like him. I've seen pictures of him and. I look a lot like his brother who passed away, and he was really close with that brother. He's got two brothers. The um, uh, one is a few years younger than him, and the other was like the baby of the family. He was like twelve years younger, and that's the one who died of uh, brain cancer when I was like two years old. And uh, and so I think I remind him a lot of his younger brother. So we got that kind of dynamic going on. I like my dad. Um, I respect him. I I really value his advice. You know, sometimes I call him for stuff like like Woody Craft staff issues or whatever. And just, you know, how do you work this? And this is what I'm getting from him. And like, these are the options I'm contemplating. And then, you know, he'll give me feedback. He's managed people for like 40 years of management experience, something like that. I mean, like this is a serious, I, I was even, his feedback was so valuable to me. You know, the whole like white privilege thing and you know, like, you know, like, my father didn't give me a lot of money, some, and I appreciate it. Um, I paid for most of my own school and stuff. But uh, as I'm calling him and getting this kind of advice and counseling, um, I was like, ooh, this is some real privilege stuff here. Like, I really value you know what he can say and help me with. But um, uh, he, I, I feel like there's always this overarching sort of judgment and feeling that I've never measured up like never in my whole life have I felt like he was proud of me or or like like things turned out okay with this one I had a moment like that that was really touching to me that I al- that I think I'll always remember where oh, I'm about to cry thinking about it <laughs> uh, I just remember uh, one Christmas a few years ago um, something got brought up about what I do or something and Ned's like um, I he, he said something like I can't take any of the credit for it. he did it all on his own he's like he, he, he sat over there and worked at it and worked at it, and, and I would discourage him daily, and he just took my discouragement and made something out of it. You know, I, I was, in, in, in spite of what I was doing and saying, you know, he went and did this thing and became successful, and, uh, and that was really nice. I, I felt like that, that is really lot. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, no, I think my father would just move on from one area that I need improvement to the next. <laughs> like, uh, for a long time, it was financial and I wasn't doing bad. Like, you know, I was, I think a pretty successful white collar employee, you know, doing okay. No, well, no debt. I know what you, I remember what you were making. You were doing exceptionally well as far as I'm concerned. Better than most, right? You know, I better. Don't... And by better than most, like better than like 90% of people, maybe yeah. 90, 95% of people. We looked it up the other day. You were still in the 5%, I think, when you're talking about this I was in the 5%. All right, that was me. I was the 5%. And, uh, um, you know, he'd, he'd come to me and be like, Matt, he calls me Matt. Like, there's going to be a time in your life that you, know, you need money for something. And, like, you know, basically, like, you got to step up your finance game. And doesn't talk to me about that so much anymore. Now it's my, my faith game. Now, like, and I wonder, I hope my brother doesn't see this, but my brother in many measures is a step behind me. 
you know, he's got a great wife and family or whatever, but, um, I like mine even more. He's, uh, you know, financially I'm, I'm doing better there. And faith wise, I think he's the same as me, although he doesn't, uh, verbalize it, you know, he'll just go along to get along, like whatever. Um, and, uh, I wonder how his conversations with my father go, you know, like, I bet you he gets the same sort of, uh, you know, hey, I've been looking you over. These are the areas I think you need to work on. And it's like, fuck, like, really? Like, he's 44. You going to cut that shit out at some point? Right. Is that going to keep going until 50? Until the day you die, Dad? Are you going to sit here and point out deficiencies in the kids? I can't I can't relate to that very much. I, I mean, definitely he would, he'll set me straight if I if he feels like I'm doing something uh, stupid or if he feels like something I've done is dumb. Like like he'll let me know, but he'll often he'll also have this thing where it's just like you know I'm just trying to trying to guide you here, but you know you you live your own life, you do what you want with you know in all these regards. But maybe look at this. Um, he's not too. Uh, he's never made me feel bad or anything. Uh, about, I, well, has he? Yeah, he's called me lazy and stuff before, but I was being lazy. Um, yeah, nothing like he definitely doesn't t doesn't like size me up and uh, try to pick apart what I'm doing or anything. Because I got you know I'm I'm about to be thirty, and you know I got, I got a lot of things already kind of figured out uh, for the most part. And I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, if you're anything like me, you're perfectly capable of self-diagnosing you know they get some introspection there like yeah this is where i'm strong this is where i'm weak you know this is what i need to do uh you know why aren't i doing this it, like i don't know it, yeah i think i'm good at that i don't like having a someone to be like well here are the things that uh i find i i've you, you've been measured and i've found you wanting and here's <laughs> why um always wanting always wanting uh you know, I wonder what, how his take on this would be. Like, I wonder if he would, uh, yeah. And look what, and look what it made you, boy. <laughs> it could, right? It, it, that could be one way to go about it. Or, or maybe, uh, you know, I just want you to hit next level, you know? And, and, um, I know that Jackie's father, he's, he's dead, uh, but he always seemed really proud of his girls. He thought they turned out great. And, um, uh, that that scene that was always a, a stark difference too like I, I remember um, I got fired from a job I made a video about this once but I was maybe I was 23-ish, 22-ish something like that uh, I did accounts payable and receivable for this construction company and <sighs> to wrap up the story to keep it moving People would, my job was to, the bulk of the work was paying the bills. Uh, receiving money was just a couple large sums. It wasn't nearly the work, but paying out all the like the hundreds of transactions a day. And um, the people who were on site who actually built things needed to give me what we called a receiver, like proof that we received it. Because if you didn't have that, otherwise people just send companies bills. Like it, yeah. sometimes I'm tempted to just fucking bill companies and see what checks come back. <laughs> it just goes through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my job was to make sure that we actually received the things that we were billed for. And um, the foreman on site, his job was to tell me what he used it for. Because every part of the job, there was like this little accounting that it was budgeted for. So like if it's a railroad, for example, I think the ballast, you know, the rocks that go under all the railroad ties, that's the ballast, right? Then you'd have this much in ties and this much in laying all the spikes and whatever it was, bridges and shit. Um, everything they would like, we think this part will be a million and this part will be quarter million and this part will be 3 million. And they want to compare their estimates to the reality. So I would have to job cost all these things. You know, this part of it went to this part of the job. It's a lot to keep straight. They didn't do their job. The the wow. foreman on the site would they either didn't code it or they would just like take the receivers, crawl them up in a couple up in a ball and throw them away. And and now I'm like swarming with bills. And then like I'd call them on the phone and get it, and you know then pay the bill. And then the receiver would come in later, and it's like fucking ten times harder to match it because it's not a current bill. I'm like going through the file cabinets on the wall, and yeah. it was a wreck. Like a nightmare. It was yeah. a nightmare, and it was made ten times difficult by the fact that I didn't whip the field staff into shape. The adult version of me would have been like, hey, fuckhead. You, you know? gotta go over, I feel like you gotta go to the boss man yeah. and go, hey, 
look, come come down here and look at what I'm dealing with because I got all this coming in. No proof that, that we received any mm -hmm. of it. No proof, no idea of where it's actually being used in some cases when I do get the proof of it. There's money floating around everywhere in here, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the adult version of me would have been like, these guys are not doing their job, and it's impossible for me to do mine, right? I'm dependent on them. You got to know where, where we are here. The child version of me just like protected everybody. You know, I never told the boss they weren't doing their thing. I just worked at, I worked like 110 hours a week at that job, sometimes 120. Jackie would help me. And it, that meant a lot to me. She'd you know, come in on weekends and we'd match shit and work. And I worked all my waking hours. I pulled straight F's one term in college because I just couldn't do it. And that was the time with the bad weather. And anyway, um, <laughs> When I got fired from that, Jackie's parents were like, oh, man, these companies. Can you believe them? Isn't that terrible? They chew you up. They spit you out. They don't care about people anymore, right? I got fired because my boss didn't have confidence that we were writing checks for the right stuff. Um, and then I don't blame him, right? I don't know that I thought I did it all right either. I was being not sabotaged, but, you know, like... No one would have succeeded with the, the people around me that I did, but uh, that I had. But just the same, Jackie's parents supported me. They just, that was just their default position. Like, dude, they're terrible. Oh my God, you work so hard. You know, they, they don't know what they're losing. You were going to you know, tear that place up and, and take it over. And uh, you know, my family, on the other hand, whew, Matt got fired. Matt's not very good at work stuff. Matt must not be too smart. Matt must not, you know, like I, I know he worked hard, but sometimes that's not enough to get you by, huh? And uh, there was a huge contrast. And it's my, I think we were just engaged at the time or maybe even um, just dating. But like my girlfriend's parents seemed to be more supportive of me than my own. And uh, in... I just I learned that that was always the way they just supported each other all the time. I don't even know if it's good, you know, unconditional support. Everything they do is fine. They're always on each other's sides. Maybe that's what family's supposed to be, or maybe it's somewhere in, <clears throat> somewhere, it's between. somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you're fucking up, you need to be. They need to let you know you're fucking up. And and sometimes that's just saying, "Hey, I see you're fucking up." Just so you know, I'm not going to support you as you fuck up. Like if you're going to do this thing, then you really can't count on me to go along with it cuz that's tantamount to me like signing off on this silly thing you're going off to do like when I moved off to Atlanta for a girl. Um but at the same time, like if something bad happened, I feel like they've always been super supportive. Although I don't need a lot of support, like I don't need a lot of patting on the back and tell me it's all going to be okay. I really hate that to be honest like like when everybody's like oh it's okay man everything's gonna be fine it's like really is it okay or are you just fucking saying that because it's your first response because it's not going to be okay unless i like do this this and that and then this this and that happens only in that scenario is it okay things are not okay <laughs> um but uh, somewhere in between i feel like is what i would like what i would like from a parent um I feel like there's been times when like I didn't get all the support i would have wanted or like they were they were they were they weren't understanding when i wished they had been but eh, I, I mean, everybody's got fucked up parents. I don't, there's very few people who are happy with their uh, with their parental situation. We were discussing like a bunch of this stuff the other night. Me and Taylor and Taylor's girlfriend, and I, I guess I shouldn't retell her story, but like we were talking about like family issues, and Taylor told a story about uh, like a, a controversy in his family, and I was like, oh. That's rough, man. That's 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 rough stuff. And then she told one that was even worse. And I was like, ah, my problems are fine. Fuck it. <laughs> I feel so much better about hearing those two uh, those two scenarios because they both had some really like rough, you know, earth shaking like family stuff that happened to them at one time or another, and it was it was rough. Uh, I picture it, this all happening over zombies. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what I was doing in zombies at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, when you, did your headset come in, by the way? Today. Yeah, it exists. It's still in the package. I had a couple things that came in. I had a lot of things that came in today. Colin's got a new computer, kind of. Nice. So. Well, I'm down to play any time, as always. I, I would, I'd love to get on. Like I said, it's not the game so much that's fun. I'd be up to play anything on the any any game really if you want to play on pc or xbox or anything at all i'd like to play some games 
Uh, yeah, but I'd the, like the zombies to, to me is more about the camaraderie and just the teamwork. Maybe even tonight. I have um, I have to. I see Woody Wednesday. Live stream. Live stream. I I put up Woody Wednesday on um Wednesdays. Yeah. And uh, I like to have them recorded before then. So tonight I'm going to record. Well, how do you know when to put it up, though? I'm, I'm confused. Right? <laughs> On Wednesday? <laughs> I can't believe I explained that. But uh, I like to record it before then. And it's Tuesday night. And that's why I asked if we could record this a little bit earlier. Because Jackie's going to uh, help me. And Yeah, I got uh, that text. And I was sitting there with my dad. And like I left like five minutes later. But it was, I was away. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. Oh, so you fixed your car, your truck, I should say. Oh, God. Mostly. It's been such a nightmare. So I, um, I've got a 2008 uh, Chevrolet four-door, um, I think it's the LT trim model. Um, it's got the big engine in it, um, got bed cover. It's, it's a decent truck. I bought it for $15,000 with 45,000 miles on it about three, four years ago. Very good deal at the time. Yeah. It ha but it had water damage. But they showed me this whole receipt where they had spent $6,500, no, $8,500, uh, revamping everything, new wiring harness, new this, new that. Just they did it all at a Chevrolet dealership, so it's you know the the warranty was even still intact, if I remember correctly. The people tend uh, to be no, a little more qualified at the dealership. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, they literally are. You know, all the time. They yeah, send they them for training. Badge. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So I figured it, that was all good, but I keep I, I've had transmission issues with it that seem to be inherent with the 08 to 013 or yeah uh, year model Chevrolet trucks. Um, I won't get into the specifics, but I had to replace the transmission and the transfer case twice now. The second time due to the first guy doing a poor job. Uh, but in any case, I had to pay for it twice. So I just sunk like six more grand into the truck, mm -hmm. uh, getting everything up and ready. F redid, redid the bearings in the rear end, uh, new transfer case, new transmission, uh, new. Uh, I changed the, the socket and the headlights, new headlights. Tomorrow I'm changing the pulley on the front of the engine. And uh, and buffing the headlights, and I'll be good to go again. Uh, so I've got a 2008 with now 75,000 miles on it because I've mm -hmm. driven it so little. Uh, so yeah, I got my truck back. So who, you know, I don't know if you had to do this. I I would think that you would. You'd like put that yellow paint on it and twist it and look at the pattern. Did you do all that? Dad did that. Uh, I'm not. I am not a rear end expert of any kind. Um, you you probably would have been competent working on that. I feel like you've done a lot of rear end work. I've done but, that. I, I've done it. 10 times but i'm still at a level where like i take pictures and get second opinions on the internet and stuff like you know hey i think this one's right what does the world think and you know they'll either agree or be like nah push something a thousandth dad's become like a super handyman since he's got the internet in his pocket now mm -hmm. like he's always been a tinkerer so like he would run into an issue that he didn't understand and he would just experiment from there like well, well let's try it this way no 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 that not that way not that way <laughs> well let's try it this way until he get it right but now he's got google right there so he was already pretty competent with like engines and elect electrical stuff but now like he's rewiring shit and, and messing with computers in his uh in his poultry houses and he, he's doing everything that as long as he's got the equipment to do it, he's doing it. Like when you got to get, you know, plug a computer into a vehicle and get a diagnostic, he doesn't have that equipment, but, um, Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, he doesn't have an OBD2 reader, but you're probably talking about a different piece of equipment. Yeah. Uh, the thing that tells you what codes the thing's throwing and what's yeah. actually, Oh, those are not that expensive. I've got like, really? yeah, I, I, I probably have four of them or something. No, I'm exaggerating. I bet I, I had no two idea. or three. I thought, yeah. I thought those were expensive. He probably does too. Yeah, he, now that you say it, I bet he does. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. I think the cheapest ones are like nineteen ninety five or something. They work with lots of vehicles. Yeah, there's a standard I'm get that's one. in nineteen ninety six. They changed to ODB two on board. I think I switched the B and the D, but on board diagnostic two, and uh, that's like I think from ninety six onward, they all use the same interface. And uh, and then it throws a code, and the code won't mean much to you. It'll be something like P zero four four zero. And then you Google it, and you know what to do. I'm getting him one tonight. Then he'll love that because because that's the that's one of the holdbacks he has. He's like, ah, I'm not really sure. So we're gonna take it up to so and so and let him like put it on, you know, run the computer. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll that'll make him even more self reliant. Which uh, I, he's not one of those preppers or anything nutsy like that. But like he likes to be able to fix things. You know, I don't think of myself as a nutsy prepper either. However, I take a certain a, a comfort in having some things in my truck. Like, I wish there was a blanket. I don't really have a good way to store one. But- Put a sleeping bag in there. Do yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. I could start a fire. 
Uh, I have, you know, uh, there's always some sort of like, I think I have a lighter, like a cheap Bic or something and a uh, like flint and steel just in case. Uh, I used to carry food in there. Uh, like, um, it was called monster, but it's like a trail mix, like nuts, raisins, M&Ms or something, you know, mixed together that like, so there's like some amount of food, fire, uh, never had a blanket, but it always would have made sense to me more tools than not, I was going to say more tools than you would guess, but you've seen my tool bag, but more tools than the listener might guess. I can handle some shit. I could, I probably have enough tools in my truck to take it all the way apart and back together again. More tools than Adam Savage has in his Prius, I bet. <laughs> uh, <Stachio> pussy. <laughs> I have a lot of tools. You know, and there's like some rare ones too. Like, oh yeah, you need a 54 millimeter socket to take the front axle off on a Toyota. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Of course I have that. You got the one for the castle nuts with the weird pokey things? Yeah, I got that. You know, so uh, uh, anyway, I've got a, a good set of tools. Some like really basic sort of campy shit. And, uh, and I just, I feel like, I don't know if, if that's just being prepared. That's basic. I mean, that's stuff that comes up like, like cars break down. My girlfriend was talking to me about her dad. Um, and I, I haven't met them before, even though we've been dating for like over a year now. Uh, they live in Florida <clears throat> and she was saying that he has seven years worth of food, uh, stored. And, uh, she was talking about the ammunition that he ordered one time and had buried with armed guards present. <laughs> she's like so there they were in the middle of the night burying the shipment of ammo and he had two guys out there with guns protecting and i'm like i gotta meet your dad <laughs> we're gonna get along i was like what kind of ammo he's like oh when ammo started getting expensive he bought like a couple pallets of 22 long rifle i'm like pallets she's like yeah i was like that's like a pallet's ten thousand dollars and like four year ago prices. I was like, I know because I was going to buy a pallet worth and it was $10,000 for like a million rounds or something mm -hmm. absurd. She's like, yeah, he got two. <laughs> He's apparently got Is 22 still real expensive. Yeah. Um, for, you know, I don't look around all the time and like, I haven't delved into it to see if there's a cheap way or a place to go to get it. And I guess if I did, I could probably find someone who would hook me up. But even like, uh, like I go to Moss pond cause a uh, rack veteran works there. And, uh, and, and they were giving me like what, I bought 22 for what they pay for 22 and still it was expensive. Like I think I paid 60, I think retail was like maybe $80 for the brick I got mm -hmm. and I paid 65 or something like that. So it's still overly expensive. Nothing like what it used to be when it seemed like it was like $12 or $15 for 550 rounds. Um, it's expensive and seemingly rare. I don't know why I or don't know. Well, it seems like there's a business opportunity there, right? And I looked into it. Kind yeah, we talked once. about this. Yeah, yeah, it was like, look, I've got got cash on hand, you know, to to take a shot at something like this. And you look into it and it's like it's really hard to start in that business. There aren't machines you can just buy. Um I'm told a lot of the machines that make our ammo now are like World War II things that have just been maintained ever since. Uh I don't know. I couldn't say for sure. It's easy to make ammo on a very small scale, right? If you want to sit there and pull a lever for each one, or I even rimfire ammo adds a even more adds a bigger complication to it because twenty-two long rifle is rimfire, so no primer. The case, so the casing and the primer are one module, mm -hmm. as it were. Um, I think that adds something to it because there are machines that that will reload anything bigger than twenty-two long rifle very quickly on a on a production level scale that you can buy for you know, several thousand dollars, but not, certainly not the million dollar machines that you need to, to do what we were talking about. Yeah. And, and it seems like, I don't, I'm really a fart on my expertise, but the machines, I'm, just by looking at them, eyeballing them, they're like, Hey, this thing will make a round a second, which you'd think like, all right, that's not a ton, but it's a, it's a starting spot. You know, like this thing makes a, th a round per second. It needs maintenance every three hours. Like if you work hard at this thing, it's 10,000 rounds every before you need maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or the, the, how many seconds are in a day? Like 86,000. You might be getting 75,000 rounds a day out of this machine if you really yeah, keep it close. cooking. And uh, I think it's 86,400. It's a thing that I know. And uh, um, anyway, but it, though, those things look like they fuck up every 30th round. Like, like you wouldn't want to put your name, like maybe if you're doing it for yourself, you're cool. But do you agree? Like, it seemed like 
They mm-hmm. counted on them to fall in the right way. They didn't quite shuffle right. They work. They um so so the center fire loaders um that I've seen mm-hmm. in like private ownership and I met I've met a few guys who have their own ammo companies like like North Georgia Ammo Supply. I think he even got his card somewhere. Hmm. Um he um he was telling me he, and he showed me a video on his phone when I was at a gun show a few months back. Uh, he was showing me his machine because I was considering getting a machine of some kind. I still am. And uh, he showed me the thing in operation, making twenty, uh, making nine millimeter, and it was like clunk, 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 and they're just falling into a bucket like that fast, really fast. It just it, God. Yeah, North Georgia reloading. I still don't see why I'm wrong. It feels like there's always for like a decade now. There's been a caliber that's hard to get and overly priced, and. You know, not only would you make a lot of money if you could service that, you'd also be part of the solution, right? Like, all right, the going rate for 22 is, you know, whatever, 60 bucks a brick right now. And it's like, all right, so I can earn 60 bucks a brick, increase the, like, it's not only a force for good where you, you know, fix the supply demand equation, but it's super profitable. 380 ACP was really difficult to get a while back. I don't know if it still is. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, go make some 380 ACP. There's a lot of money. Like, the prices auto. are really crazy right now. What'd you say? Three, 380 auto, right? I'm sure you're right. Whatever fits an LCP. Is it 380 auto? Uh, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Some gun person is going to. They're vicious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's 45 I, ACP, right? And 380 and auto. I, yeah, and in my head, I was like, do I even know what ACP stands for? I, I'm imagining it's um, automatic combat pistol, but I could be completely wrong about that. That's just me doing it in my head. I never really looked into what the ACP stood for. But, yeah, I, I think the issue that automatic you're Automatic Colt pistol. Ah, makes a lot more sense. Does it? No, yeah. They both seem like good ones to me. <laughs> Because, you know, Colt made the first ones, and it wouldn't necessarily have been a combat pistol um, right off the get-go in 1911. Uh, but I think, I think the issue why the 22 long rifle was going to be so hard to manufacture and sell is that, like, if, let's say you were trying to sell AR-15 ammo, which is a hot item. That you could get into, and you could make a profit at. I, I definitely could. Like, if I, like I could market it and, and, and sell. I would sell. But you've got components that you can get from manufacturers. You can buy the brass, you know, just the, the exterior, unprimed or primed. You can get the primers, you can get the projectiles, the powder, all that stuff you can purchase in vast quantities. But the shell for a 22 long rifle, the, the brass part, um, because it's rimfire, it's kind of a unique thing. I don't know who you'd go to. I, I don't know how they even make them. One of the things we, I learned when I was looking into it is they're like, all right, great. You know, you'll have no problem getting primers and brass and rounds, but the powder is in super short supply too, you know, so that like, you know, it, and, and, you know, you'll have to make gigantic purchases of it. And then I guess storing powder is a challenge in some way. I'm not you even... You need an FEL to store the powder uh, over a certain quantities. Uh, black powder, if you want to have 50 pounds or more, you need, an, you need a federal explosives license. Uh, and that's a big issue for reenactment crews. Who like regularly go out on the weekend to, to some like field event where it's like, you know, some Civil War reenactment thing, and they need to be shooting those blank cartridges all day. It's like, well, where are we going to put our black powder so we're not labeled terrorists here? <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, I'll keep 50 pounds at my house, and you keep 50 at yours, and we'll keep 50 at the shop, and it's, just, it's, it's a bunch of silliness. But hmm. yeah, you run to a lot of rigmarole when you get into the. Uh, anything like that. When the quantities get big, then it starts being, you know, regulated. Yeah. Yep, yep. So. Yeah, anyway, it just after I looked into it, it didn't look like a good business opportunity anymore. Everything yeah. just seemed like I, you can't just buy parts and make a thing and sell it because or, or even things like need an FEL. I feel like I could work around that, right? At just some time and some money and you'll get what you want. Um, but if you can't get the supplies to the rounds that you want, then you're just fucked. I think I could get it now. I, I think like... Yeah. I think now I think now you could get it. Like if if you it, is it if still, I wanted to the whole point was to bounce from like troubled round to troubled round. It, mm. it 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 sounds like the only real troubled round right now is the 22, which is extra hard to make. Well, I mean uh, 223556 is still more expensive than it was before mm. that last gun scare. I think everything is uh I feel like there's still a market there, so you could start an ammo company and do well at it. But but what we wanted to achieve, I, 
was the 22 thing. It's like there is no 22 to be had. You go to Walmart and there's a sign that says one per customer. One per customer. They're literally rationing the shit out. It's like if Walmart is rationing a thing out, then I should be manufacturing it. Like it just it just made a lot of sense, and it still does if you could figure out a way to do it physically. But I don't know how, and I wouldn't know where to get started. Hmm. Well, that's a show, I guess. Yeah, go uh, do whatever you need to do and see if you still feel like playing, and I'm down to play some games tonight if you want. That'd be awesome. All right, I'll sync up. Uh, Painkiller Nearly, episode 65. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye.